Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Thanks to Will Griffiths for that spirited introduction. And to you, dear listeners, for attending our nine years of movie fun anniversary party. You know, folks, time sure does fly when you're having fun. And that's what's been happening with Movie Addict Headquarters for the past nine years here on Blog Talk Radio. So today, we're celebrating by playing clips of some famous guests and favorite shows and by giving away film-related books in a random drawing. And here to help us celebrate is our favorite film historian, James Colt Harrison, who's calling in from beautiful La Jolla. James, are you ready to party? I'm always ready to party, as long as it's with you. Oh, I was hoping that you would say that, and I'm so glad you could call in, because you have been involved in many, many, many of our most popular episodes. In fact, you were one of the guests on the most listened to Movie Attic Headquarters show during the entire past nine years. Now, do you remember The Birds Again with Ben Mankiewicz, uh, who was the host of Turner Classic Movies, and we had clips of Tippi Hedren, and she was talking about working in uh, Hitchcock's intense thriller, and, and you were there just holding your own, you know, with Ben and with Tippi. You remember that? Oh, yes, yes. I love Tippi. She she was great and uh, so generous with her with her time. It was a great show, and, and there were lots more, especially all our tribute shows. I think you and, uh, and Diana... Sanger kind of hold the, the record for being the um, on most of our uh, tribute shows. So how does it feel to be part of the Movie Addict Headquarters family? Oh, well, it's such a thrill. I can't believe that we've been on nine years, but it's just wonderful. It's opened up a whole new uh, media-type thing for me, and uh, it's wonderful. I enjoyed it so much. Well, you, we really appreciate your contributions, and I'm, I'm very happy that you're uh, putting your wonderful previews and reviews on Facebook. I'm enjoying reading them so much, and then I, I should remind listeners that you also contribute to Classic Movie Guide and uh, Review Express, and um, we'll, we'll hear more about you as the show goes on. <laughs> but now I want to remind listeners that the chat is open because we also appreciate our chatters and other listeners, of course. And I think the best way to begin the show is to play a clip from our third anniversary show. Excuse me just a minute. You know I've been having trouble with my throat. I'm just going to take a little sip of water. Anyway, back to the third anniversary show. It includes so many fun clips as well as amusing interactions among our original co-host, Chaz Shaw, our producer, 
Nikki Starr, and film critic A.J. Hockery. Plus, James, you are definitely represented, so listen carefully. Now, the tape lasts a little over 20 minutes, and when it's finished, we'll be back live to bring everyone up to date and uh, to hear more clips. I have extended the show to 60 minutes, so I think we can, we can, uh, can cover um, much more by doing that. Well, now, dear listeners, please get comfy. You too, James. In our movie addict time machine, and prepare prepare to enjoy a trip way back to 2010. You must remember this: a kiss is still a kiss, a size just a size. The fundamental things apply as time goes by. And when two lovers woo, they still say, I love you. On that you can rely. No matter what the future brings, as time Never out of day Hearts full of passion Jealousy and hate Woman needs man And man must have his name That no one can deny It's still the same old story A fight for love and glory A case of do or die How do you do? This is Betty Jo Tucker-Fields. It would be a little unkind to present this show without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Movie Addict Headquarters, a radio show that dares to rant and rave about all things cinematic. It deals with the mysterious shadows flickering on the silver screen without all the sticky soda spills on the floor. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now is your chance to, uh, well, we warned you. Hi, movie fans. This is Betty Jo Tucker welcoming you to our third year anniversary show. I want to thank our friend Fausta Wirtz for sharing the wonderful haunting song from Casablanca and Mad Movie Man A.J. Hockery for his tongue-in-cheek intro to today's show, which, by the way, was a parody of the actual introduction to the Boris Karloff Frankenstein flick, a film that started me on my journey to movie addictum. I'm very glad A.J. has agreed to join Nikki Starr, Jazz Shaw, and me for our special anniversary show today. Hi, A.J., are you ready for some anniversary antics? I am ready for antics, shenanigans, tomfoolery, anything you got. 
Great. I think we do have a lot of that scheduled. And let's see if Nikki and Jazz feel the same way. Nikki, you've been with Movie Addict Headquarters since the very beginning, back in 2007. And so you you have a lot to do with this show. It couldn't be put on without you. So are you willing to share some of your favorite moments a little later in the show? Of course I am. I just can't believe it's been three years, and you are correct. I have been here from day one. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here, and it's not only a good thing, it's a fantastic, incredible, magical thing. So I'm just so glad that you stuck with us, and uh, I think that we've we've had some some really wonderful shows, 150-plus episodes are available on the um, archive, so I hope... Uh, this anniversary show today will inspire our listeners to uh, to revisit or to listen for the first time to some of those uh, shows. Now, how about you, Jazz? Are are you in the anniversary antics mode today? Oh, I'm always in antics mode. You know that. Uh, I wasn't around <laughs> as long sure. as both of you. I was listening for a long time before uh, I was actually brought on as part of the show. Uh, I was a fan of the show as well as uh, being a movie addict uh, long before I was asked to come on board. And I have to thank Nikki for that because she pointed me to mm-hmm. the show originally. So she was like, oh, you know, you have to watch, you have to listen to this show. And because I just watch movies, I write reviews of movies, and uh, I was just, oh, this is fantastic. So, yeah, it's been a, a real thrill since you invited me to be here most of the time. Yes, most of the time, and I thank Nikki for referring you to the show because you were so great calling in, I remember, and you were so faithful about calling in and sharing your opinions, and and it it was just uh, great to have you every week. So Nikki and I said, well, hey, we need a co-host, so nobody else but Jazz would do. So I'm really, really glad that you're here and that you've stayed uh, with us. And I can I can hardly wait to hear what all of you come up with about favorite moments and surprises and shocking guests. But first, I want to mention that in appreciation of our wonderful chatters and other listeners, we'll be giving away three books in a random drawing as part of our anniversary celebration. And oh, these these are three. Well, uh, two out of three are really great books. I, I'm too humble to say that the third one is. The first one is Casablanca Film Trivia. Here's Looking at You, Kid, by Tom Barnes. And you'll remember, Jazz, we did a, a show with Tom Barnes talking about this book. Uh, the entire show was about Casablanca and the um, and the one trivia. Of, one that of our best along. shows ever, by the way. I have to say, just a fantastic show and a great book. Absolutely. So... Uh, so anyone who's interested in, in receiving a copy of that will want to enter the drawing. And then the second book is by uh, one of our other favorite guests. It's by Kimberly Potts, and it's Everything I Need to Know I Learned from a Chick Flick. And Kimberly has been so uh, generous all through the uh, three years in giving us uh, books to give away. So that, those are two books that I know people will enjoy. And then I'm very happy to give away one of my own books, Confessions of a Movie Addict. So to participate in this drawing, just send me an email at realtalk@comcast.net, And that's R-E-E-L, realtalk@comcast.net, And put book drawing in the subject line. So now, back to favorite moments 
And I want to start out with my favorite funny lady because this month has been our salute to funny ladies of showbiz. And we were so thankful to get a visit in person by Debbie Reynolds. And this clip I think you'll all enjoy. It starts out with, uh, I believe Jazz is asking Debbie what she thought about Shirley MacLaine's performance in Postcards from the Edge. And the reason that question came up is because Postcards from the Edge is uh, from a book written by Debbie's daughter, Carrie Fisher. Debbie also talks about how talented her daughter is and about the men in her life. So here's here's a little peek at the show where we paid tribute to the great Debbie Reynolds. What was your reaction to Shirley MacLaine's performance in Postcards from the Edge? I thought it was great. I wanted the part. I know. <laughs> and you should have gotten it. Well, I mean, Carrie wrote wrote this part supposedly about me, which it wasn't, but, you know, everybody thought it was. So I said, look, everybody's going to think it is me. I might as well play it. But Mike Nichols says, uh, no, he wanted Shirley, so Shirley got to do it. She was wonderful. I thought she was great. Uh, it wasn't – it really isn't me. Uh, you know, luckily, I, I don't have that disease as far as alcoholism. I'm delighted because then I can have a drink once in a while. Cause <laughs> if, you, if you have the disease, you can't. So I, I'm fortunate that I don't have that problem. But I thought it was a very funny picture, and I thought it, Carrie did a great job, wrote it. She's a great writer, Carrie. And like oh, I yes. said, she's opening next week on Broadway, so it's called yeah. uh, Wishful Drinking, which is pretty funny. And uh, I'm, I'm praying that it'll be a big hit. Well, there you well, go, she's... You can open the bar when we all come to California. Okay. Well, all right, well, I'm coming to La Jolla. We're going to have drinks on the beach. Yeah, we'll, we'll have them on the beach. Thank we'll get you. arrested because they don't allow it. But oh well, then we'll then we'll just sip wine it round your patio. Yeah. Yes, well, Carrie was we'll Carrie was hilarious in uh, Thirty Rock too. That was oh, funny. Oh, oh, Carrie which, on Thirty Rock. She, she got an there. Emmy. Yeah, she's hilarious. Emmy nomination. Well, she is I'm a very talented girl. She takes after her mother. <laughs> <laughs> And and maybe she can take care of her of her mother when her mother gets tired of all of all this work that she's doing. Well, that's tomorrow, so she better get work fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh golly, I wonder. I know you said we could ask you uh, anything. I, I kind of sure. hesitate to to ask this, but I have heard yeah. you talk about this before uh, to a room full of seven hundred people. So. I thought that I would would dare to ask because I I just think you have the most uh, humorous and healthy attitude about um, the the men the former men in your life. <laughs> now, well, let's, not, let's not get R-rated here. <laughs> no, we won't get, not with Debbie. We won't get R-rated. Well, with no. Uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of actresses have that problem. You know, the, they. You know, the men can't take the women that are kind of famous and more than they, and it's really difficult for them. And so it winds up to be unsuccessful mergers. And also, when they leave, they take all the money, which is sort of depressing. <laughs> That's the. And oh my God. You've you've just, in spite of uh, of that, you have managed to uh, soldier on, and then. Um, 
make uh, some of the some of these many examples in your wonderful shows <laughs> because I remember. Oh yes, I I uh, all in stitches. <laughs> yes, I I I tease them a great deal and I call them all kinds of names and um, I you know the word schmuck comes into mind uh, but you can't say that on television or radio. <laughs> But I do not have good taste in men, and so I just leave it alone now. I don't even go out. You know, I don't date. I don't do But I have a lot of great male friends, and my brother's wonderful. My son is wonderful. I love men. It's just that I seem to have an allergy to attracting men that want to take all my money. So I've decided I just can't afford it anymore. It's like a, a sale, a sale at Macy's. I can't have it. <laughs> I think that whole interview with Debbie Reynolds was was so much fun, and uh, it it is definitely one one of my favorites. Some of the uh, other voices that you heard on that tape were, of course, James Cold Harrison, who lives in La Jolla, and um, who during the show uh, Debbie invited herself <laughs> to La Jolla <laughs> to stay with Jim, and then we all. Isn't this right, Jazz? We all said that we would we would come and visit in La Jolla. And I she, never got my invitation. I didn't either. I mean, well, she's so busy doing her what the uh, forty two forty two shows that she's in her late seventies and she does forty two live shows a year. So she might have just had a senior moment and forgot to send out our invitations uh, to I go know. along I with still, her to James. I would still go in a heartbeat. I think you and I and, and Nikki should all just go and, and just visit her. I think it would be a great trip. And the other voice was uh, Jordan Wellen, who is uh, a 19-year-old college student who uh, likes singing in the rain. He thinks it's the best movie ever made. So he was one of the voices that uh, was talking with Debbie. So that entire show would be a, a treat, I think, for movie addicts to take another listen to or to listen to it for for the first time. Nikki, what are some of your favorite moments since you're the the uh the one that's been with us the the longest? Uh do you have some times that that stick in your mind that you that would call your favorites? Okay, come on y'all. We would have had to play this whole entire show. But you know Toting Curtis calling you Betty Joe Culpepper? <laughs> and making and making a pass and making a pass at James because he thought that he was Jane. Jane. <laughs> that's that's one of mine. Well, that, that was. I know. Well, that was mine. Mine. <laughs> you know that oh. when James when James emails me anymore, he always says, "Dear Betty Culpepper." <laughs> I'll never forget that. But Tony Ever. was having a little trouble hearing, and so he did. Yeah, he did mistake my name. Yeah, yeah. A little and he did. <laughs> he had quite a bit of trouble. <laughs> but I like this because he said, Betty Culpepper, what a name. What a, what what a, a name. And it's name. And I have a movie for you. Get this. Yep. Betty Culpepper, starring in Montana Falls. <laughs> Oh, I, Tony, I never Tony heard had a of him. Of different problems, actually. Tony, Tony was one of the more controversial guests we've had. Uh, that was just an interesting show all the way around, I guess. Mm. It was, it was, and it was full of. It definitely was full of, of surprises. So, uh, any other favorites that you that you have, uh, Nikki, that you'd like to mention? 
Well, I loved when we had the, um, of course, I always forget his name. The guy that was on, oh, now, of course, my mind went blank. Remember, oh, shoot. He <laughs> I wore, don't remember. I know. Go to somebody else, and then I'll get All it. All right, I'm going to go to somebody else. Yeah, I'm going to go to somebody else. I'm I'm going to go to AJ. AJ, do you have some favorite moments that you've been you've been so loyal, uh, one of our favorite guests, and somebody that we'd like to have on the show every week if we could if if you could work it into your into your schedule and if we could afford it. So, yeah. what are some of your what have your what are some of your favorite moments? Uh, some of my favorite moments. It's not so much when I, when you ask me this question, I couldn't think of so much favorite moments as I could favorite shows. Because the oh. whole experience as one was a really great uh, time. But I remember uh, the presidential debate show from uh, back around the 2008 election where all of us talked about the yes. uh, different movie presidents and we all gave campaign speeches. And yeah. even, though, uh, even though mine didn't win, it was great just listening to everyone make their case. And you got to hear about some of the, some of the classic presidents from – like the old days to as recently as like a Morgan Freeman and Deep Impact, and it was mm-hmm. really great listening to all those guys. And I forgot per- about that, but that was a great show. And personally, my favorite. And nobody ever picked up the phone. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> what, <laughs> but it was it was it was it's very. Cause I was, it was, it's because I was screening. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody worked so hard on those campaign speeches. I thought they, I thought they were, they were just great. So that's that's wonderful. How, how about you, Jazz? A, a favorite show or favorite moment that you'd like to mention? Uh, I had to go through a few, but of all of them, and this may be a strange pick, I really liked our interview with William Sanderson the best. Uh, he was. Such you mean your inter- You mean your interview with William Sanderson? <laughs> what do you mean my interview? It was, you know, it was a whole show. I couldn't uh, get a he, word in edgewise, oh, <laughs> but it was great. It was great. <laughs> one of my favorite character actors ever, yes. and and such an interesting guy with such an interesting life story, and just his work on Deadwood and, and so many other shows. I mean, he's been around forever. It's like every every time you turn on the TV. And he had such great stories. I mean, just he has lived the life in every aspect of performing, you know, from from lifting and carrying sets to being, a, you know, a brand-name star and and so willing to share. And I just thought he was terrific. I agree. That was that was wonderful, and I enjoyed very much the, the way you and, uh, and William – interacted in in that show it's it's one of my favorites too so uh good good choice uh, you know i remember I have, mine all right nikki very bostwick from rocky horror picture show yes oh that was <laughs> really hard for me. i'm still so jealous i found out about the show it, right after barry's appearance and i'm one of the biggest amazing. rocky horror fans ever and i am so ticked that i never got to interview him he was amazing. He's he was, and maybe next um, Halloween we can get him back because there probably will be some new developments. And he's so generous with his time. But I really thought that that he was great describing his his work on that uh, show. And he was so wonderful with the people that called in. And he has so many fans. Well, that movie in itself has has so many fans. So that that's a very very good uh, pick. And 
of course, I've already mentioned about uh, Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> I just thought that that show is, is probably close to the top for me. Cloris Leachman talking about working with uh, Mel Brooks, and we'll hear a little bit from her in a minute. And Lorna Luff's mother-daughter medley that she brought with her when we were doing the tribute to Judy Garland. And I, I, we do have the tape of that. Nikki was, was so nice to put that on our switchboard. And we will hear it. Uh, this is supposed to be a fun show, but be prepared for a couple of tears when you hear that one. Fred Willard discussing his comedy sketch classes. Oh, that was up on the top of my list, too. That If, if oh. I didn't pick the one I did, I think Fred Willard was one of my favorites. Because, oh, what a, just, what a great real guy, wasn't he, Betty Jo? Just a he real was. Guy. He absolutely was. And then the bully from A Christmas Story. I forget his name. A.J.? Yeah. Uh, Zach, Zach, Zach Ward. Zach Ward, who played that that uh, mean little red-headed <laughs> bully in A Christmas Story. And he was so gracious and appealing during his uh, interview on the show. And I, I don't know, I guess I was expecting him to be more like his, uh, his character <laughs> in A Christmas Story. And then we had so many wonderful indie, independent filmmakers on on the show. I oh, loved uh, listening to Halar Garcia talking about, remember his extensive search for Johnny Depp to give him a guitar especially made for him? Yeah. <laughs> and then making a documentary about it. And that that was, to me, you know, shows what a dedicated, obsessive personality can do. And I hope and those they have... those are some uh, of the best ones, if I can just say briefly. Uh, you have given a platform to a lot of filmmakers who don't get into the major spotlight, you know, and, and opened up, you know, hopefully some bit of a new audience for them. And I, I love the way you do that and, you know, just give them a fair shake if they do good work. Thanks, Jazz. We do try to spotlight independent films and filmmakers, and some of our most popular shows have featured this area of the cinema but uh, since we mentioned James Cold Harrison so much in that tape, I'm going to give him some time to defend himself. James, did did we uh, quote you correctly? James? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, James. <laughs> James. Are did we, we quote? Are we on? Did we quote you? Did we quote you correctly <laughs> about the? Uh, uh, Culpepper and the uh, and and Debbie inviting herself over uh, to your house in La Jolla. <laughs> oh no, no, that's all true. It's all true. I, that one thing I didn't make up, which I usually do, as you know, I I never know what I'm talking about, so I make things up. And and I'm amazed that we've gotten away with this for nine years because I don't think we know what we're talking about, do we? <laughs> well, we make it entertaining, but but it's all true. It's all true. Everything that we've said there is is true, and uh, we I, I have somebody who can verify that because I see your colleague from La Jolla is calling in. I I think that's the right number. Let me see if it is. Hello, area code six one nine. Is this the famous uh, film critic, Diana Sanger? <laughs> Hello, Betty Joe. You don't think I'd miss this show, do you? <laughs> well, I was hoping that you wouldn't. I, I'm so glad that you that you called in. Do you have any um, uh, memories of being, of being on uh, Movie Attic Headquarters and also being a member of the Movie Attic Headquarters family that you'd like to, to share today? 
Well, I think everybody mentioned most of them. There's just so many, and I just want to congratulate you for what, like AJ said, what a wonderful, wonderful job you've done. You've you've um, uplifted Hollywood. You've helped us reclaim what we love and how we do it, and it's just been so very special to be on your show as Betty Jo. Oh, that means a great deal to me, and the show has been successful because of people like you, Diana, and James Colt Harrison, and so many of our our, uh, film critic colleagues, which we'll be talking about a little bit uh, more. I'm I'm very, very touched that you called in, and uh, I want to thank you for the wonderful contributions that you've, you've given to Movie Addict Headquarters. And But it's time now for a special, a special message from two listeners. Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts, Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters, Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty, show me the funny. You're listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie addict. So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Addict Headquarters. And now back to our feature. Thank you so much, Nancy and Steve, for those fun promos. And Diana, while you're on the line, um, I have a, a clip that I think will bring back memories uh, to you, and um, it's really a wonderful, wonderful show, one of my favorites, uh, but um, it was more like a comedy ambush than a show, and um, so I'm I'm going to play now um, a little teaser of the show that we did uh, where we talked with uh, Cloris Leachman, and uh, she was she was interviewed right after her her auto her autobiography came out and let's this is just a little teaser of that show i'm just so impressed with the way you did Cloris, include all aspects of your life you you talked about your career your family your friends and your honest you feelings <laughs> right and your honest feelings about about everything that's uh happened to you but my favorite books I part of the book was and I, I have to admit this were those behind the scenes showbiz anecdotes <laughs> that you share with with readers I I'm still chuckling over the the actor studio uh, stories about Marlon Brando <laughs> and, you know about the chicken and your imitation of a lizard <laughs> would uh-huh. you which one of those was your favorite, and could you tell our listeners a, a little bit about uh, uh, Marlon Brando, actor student? Well, yeah, one of the stories, right, about the chicken or your imitation of the li- of a lizard. No, I like the one where <laughs> I, I can't uh, talk to you now uh, on the radio. Use objects, or, or we had to do things without something. Or for instance, uh, uh, one person got up and. Um, he was going to show us how you peel a banana without the banana. 
<coughs> so right, I remember that one too. So he put his right, his left hand up, and he started peeling very, 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 very carefully, very carefully down, down, and then his other, took another little piece on the top and started pulling it down, 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 and started with the next, and he said, oh my God, oh my God, I can smell it. He thought the scent was, he was doing such a magnificent job that he could smell it. I was sitting in the second row eating a banana. (laughs) 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 That's a great story. And and if if I remember correctly, you had some mixed feelings about uh, your uh, experience with the actor's studio. Is that right? No, that isn't true. No, 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 no. I okay. loved it beyond words. You can't imagine how much it meant to me, what an extraordinary part of my life it was, and I credit it almost entirely with making me better than I could have been. And, oh, Anna brought me my most wonderful homemade soup. Oh, what is it, potato, celery, leeks. Oh, yum, mm. yum, yum. Mm. Mm. I can smell it. I wonder if my husband's eating soup in the next room. I, don't know. <laughs> I, think he I know eat. she's making me hungry. So. Yeah, well, if I eat something, would it sound like... Chloris, <laughs> <laughs> mm. you you kind of had a reputation of being Peck's bad girl there for a while, didn't you? Well, I think I still do. Yes, indeed. Cloris is probably still a Peck's bad girl. She certainly was a lot of fun here on Movie Addict Headquarters. Diana, do you remember what um, <laughs> what she said when she told us it was uh, her birthday? Not her. I mean, it was her birthday was coming up, and we all sang to her. Do you yes. remember what she told us? <laughs> I don't, unless it was it wasn't her birthday. <laughs> you just. I think you've repressed it. She said, that's the worst singing I've ever heard. <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she was right. I think she was you, you she was right. you got to see who it's from, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was one, one show where we, we didn't know from minute to minute what was, what was going to happen, and it was, it was really a, a lot of fun. And speaking of fun, I do have lots of fun talking with guests who are willing to be just plain silly sometimes, especially with their creative voices. So what a treat it was for me to speak with W.C. Fields, Mae West, Groucho Marx, and Jimmy Durante all at the same time in one hilarious episode. Thanks to George Bettinger, Nancy Lombardo, and Steve Mendoza during the show about the greatest film comedians. That's, that's one, dear listeners, that you might want to check the archive on. And um, you may remember that the Muppets released their first movie in 12 years back in 2011, and we were lucky to book Kermit, Miss Piggy, and Fozzie Bear as PR for the film, thanks to Morgan Lawrence and Danny Dyer. Here's how that conversation went down. Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, Kermit. Thank you for inviting me. I heard this is a fun show, so I've been looking forward to being here. We 
we do have a lot of fun here, and we're so glad you could join us, especially on the day before the opening of your new movie. We're hoping Miss Piggy will be here a little later. This must be an exciting time for all you Muppets. Yes, it's very exciting. You know, we haven't made a big screen movie for about 12 years, so we're all kind of nervous. Oh, Kermie, you know the excitement doesn't phase moi at all. I'm such a big star now. I simply let my fans adore me more. Hi, Miss Piggy. I wasn't expecting you so early in the show, but it's such a treat to meet you. Of course it is, dear. Hello, everyone. Kissy, kissy. And you don't look a bit older than in your last film. What's your secret? Now, it wouldn't be a secret if I told you, would it, dear? Don't you agree, Kermie? Oh, uh, I suppose you're right, Piggy. That's Miss Piggy to you, Frog. Well, Miss Piggy and Kermit, now that both of you are with us, I want to ask you some questions about your new film. Kermit, you've played some interesting characters in the Muppet movies, like Bob Cratchit and Captain Smollett. And you play yourself again, though, in the Muppets film opening tomorrow. I'm curious about which character you enjoy doing the most. I think me is my favorite part. Acting-wise, I really stretch to play me. And you do it so well, Kermit. But I understand you had to be quite dramatic in this new movie because you're trying to bring the Muppets back together to save the Muppet Theater. Is that right? Yes. For example, in one scene, I walk through the halls of the big mansion looking at portraits of my Muppet friends and missing them. It was very emotional, and I hope it proves those critics wrong who wrote things like the frog can't emote. I'm sure glad I never wrote anything like that, Kermit. And Miss Piggy, I'm told you're playing a plus-size editor of Vogue Paris. And you get to show off your fashion sense with readers all over the world. How do you feel about that new role? Well, I'm sure no one but moi could play this high-powered, gorgeous scene-stealer. I actually saved the day and went Kermie's hen. Don't I, Kermie, dear? Oh, yeah, I uh, smell an Oscar, pig. Uh, I mean, Miss Piggy. Oh, Kermie, I smell it, too. Hey, 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 folks. There's more than drama and glamour in this new flick. Don't forget the comedy. Oh, my gosh. It's Fozzie Bear. I didn't know you could make it today, Fozzie. Thanks for dropping by. Someone had to liven things up, so here I am. Good for you, Fozzie. What were you doing before Kermit got you involved in his plans to save the Muppet Studio? Well, as you know, I live to make people laugh. So I took my stand-up act, my gags, my whoopee cushions, my banana peels to Reno and joined the Muppet Tribute Band called the Muppets. But I missed everyone so much. I know the feeling, Fozzie. I've missed the Muppets, too. That's why I'm very excited about seeing all of you together on the big screen again. I plan to be first in line at the box office, and on behalf of the entire Movie Attic Headquarters gang, thanks to the three of you for being our special guest today. And I know how busy you all are. So bye for now, Kermit, Miss Piggy, and Fozzie Bear. Like all your fans, we can hardly wait to see The Muppets, your new film which opens tomorrow. Da-da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-ding-ding-ding. 
<laughs> Thank heavens that Muppets movie was great. One of their best, in my opinion. I see we have another caller, so let me uh, get the person online. Hello, area code 6. Well, it's 574. You've reached Movie hey, Attic Daddy. Headquarters. Who's, who, How are you? who's calling? Mrs. Angie. Angie. Oh, yeah. great. This is this is Angie. Thank you for calling in. Angie is a, a very important person uh, with the Wacko Network, and um, she is uh, so supportive. She and the entire Wacko Network are so supportive of Movie Addict Headquarters. They allow me to call in every Tuesday morning on the Wacko in the Morning show and, and let me talk <laughs> about uh, Movie Addict Headquarters. So thank you for calling in, Angie. Was there a question or a comment that you'd like to make? Oh, I wouldn't have missed this show for the world. And uh, Bob has a message for you. He's doing his show, but he sends all his love and support to you. And Kat, too, she has a really bad migraine. Oh, so thank you so much. Yeah, she's had yes, a really bad migraine. Yeah. Can't, well, she's bless her it, heart. Uh, well, last Monday. I, yeah. She's had well, it for thank over you a week for the, now. Well, bless her heart. We'll be sending her extra special good vibes and, and sending you them, too, for, for all of the exciting things that you're doing over on the, the WACO uh, network. Well, you know... Um, I look over over the past nine years, and uh, I know every host is uh, faced with this. It's, you know, could you pick a, a favorite guest or, or episode? And that's so hard for me because each one is special. We've interviewed directors and producers and cinematographers and screenwriters and choreographers and comedians and actors and authors and special effects experts, including Chuck Skull, <laughs> who has shows oh, yeah. with oh, the yeah. Wacko. Chuck's, Chuck's a sweetheart. He's and uh, we just and lots of wonderful film critics, including the ones you you heard today, James Cold Harrison, Diana Sanger, and there's also Richard Jack Smith and Mac Bates and A.J. Hockery and Nell Minow. And during the past 12 months, I I, I would like to um, just mention some of the highlights on on our show. And Angie, you've been in the chat room and most of most of the time so you've heard most most of these shows but i i just love talking with peter keel from australia about his book my heidi high life and his work with debbie reynolds he's a friend of debbie's and i i was so uh amused hearing nell minnow she's the famous movie mom tell about her uh, fascinating comic con experiences in san diego and probably diana and james have had <laughs> some experiences there too and i i learned so much talking with uh, bill uh, macy about the true nature of hollywood and why blockbusters might be just just ruining movies and then what a what a treat it was to be taken on a ghostly tour of Hollywood by Laurie Jacobson, and also learning about uh, an independent film called Last Call at Murray's from um, an up-and-coming independent filmmaker called Linda Palmer. She's really going places, folks. And then visiting with Madeline Kahn's wonderful biographer, William V. Madison. Uh, and this seems to be an appropriate place to play a clip of Madeline Kahn 
I searched and searched for this, and finally uh, Richard B. Smart found this, and she's singing one of Irving Berlin's seldom-heard tunes, which shows how great she was at combining music and comedy, and that's something that... Um, that William Madison explains in his terrific biography titled Madeline Kahn being the music. So if I can get this on my switchboard, we're in for a treat with the great Madeline Kahn. Good evening. I'm Madeline Kahn. (laughs) There are those who would say that Berlin's perhaps most charming songs were written when he was quite young, such as the following example, which I will sing for you. Johnny was bashful and shy. Nobody understood why. Mary loved him. All the other girls passed him by. Everyone wanted to know how she could pick such a bow with a twinkle in her eye she made this reply he's not so good in the crowd but when you get him alone you see the pride he isn't much at a dance but then when he takes you Thank you. 
absolutely love the way Madeline sings that song. I remember that my girlfriends and I, back in high school, used to sing that to each other and uh, tease each other about our boyfriends. You know, folks, during the past nine years, we've had so many fascinating guests, and it's impossible to list them all. And my voice is um, is not doing too well today, but I do want to mention several. Misha Zubarev explaining his screenplay ideas for It Had to Be Us. And, of course, you all know that that is the uh, award-winning romantic memoir my husband and I wrote under the pen names of Harry and Elizabeth Lawrence. The great Tony Babino talking about his Al Jolson impressions. Tana Frederick receiving 16 calls, 16, from her fans during her tribute show. Jay Blair Brown answering so many calls from her fans. Our big Cinderella-thon with Nell Minow, Mac Bates, and A.J. Hawkery. Tippi Hedren talking about the birds. Rita Moreno and Robert Osborne discussing Singing in the Rain. Fausta Rodriguez and Joan Benedict Steiger sharing their love of dance on film. Barry Bostwick every time he's been with us. Filmmakers Stephen Simons, David Spaltrow, David Wirth, Henry Jaglum, Von Regensberger, and Ravi Godsey enlightening us about their movies. Hugh Bryan, and this is going to be something familiar to Diana Sanger and, and James Cold Harrison when we, uh, when we were on the show with Hugh O'Brien, and he explained how he actually got shot in the last John Wayne movie, which ironically was called The Shooter. Judy Joy Jones explaining what it's like playing a zombie in The Walking Dead. Phil Hall talking about the greatest bad movies of all time. <laughs> and all our tribute shows with help from, uh, from of course, Diana Sanger and uh, James Cold Harrison. And, uh, Di- and uh, Rita Graham, how can I forget her? The great diva singing My One and Only Love from Leaving Las Vegas. Judy Reyes talking about her experience playing the mother of a transgender teen in Gun Hill. Lorna Left and Lucy Arnaz sharing information about their famous moms. Chuck Skull and uh, Dragon Drone telling us about the magic of special effects. And, of course, the list goes on. But I better get to the uh, book drawing. I want to remind everyone now that our book give, uh, about our book giveaway, we're holding a random drawing for four film-related books. The titles are Me and Orson Welles by Robert Caplow, and uh, that particular book was made into a, a movie starring Zac Efron a few years ago. Cinema Stanzas, Rhyming About Movies, my new book, Confessions of a Movie Addict, that's also by yours truly, and It Had to Be Us, which I already uh, mentioned. Uh, It's the romantic memoir that uh, Larry and I wrote under the pen names of Harry and Elizabeth Lawrence. Besides being a true love story, that e-book includes over 20 reviews of our favorite romantic films. We we argued a little bit about what to include, but we that was fun too to decide on the on the movies to include. Now, if you want to participate in the book drawing, just send me an email at realtalk@comcast.net. That's r e e l at comcast.net. Put book drawing in the subject area, and you have a while to consider doing this because the deadline isn't until Monday, July 25th. Well, I see our time is almost up, so thanks to James Colt Harrison, Diana Sanger, and uh, Angie uh, Drake, uh, Angela Drake-Carey for calling in, 
and to all our other listeners, I want everyone to know how much I've appreciated the opportunity to host this show this past nine years and the support we received from Blog Talk Radio. There are so many wonderful people to thank, so I hope I don't forget anyone. First of all, Nikki Starr, Morgan Lawrence, Jazz Shaw, and our renowned critics already mentioned earlier, as well as all our fascinating guests and chatters. We've learned a lot from all of you. Special thanks to Wacko Bob, Angela Drake Perry, Kat Beccioni, Chuck Skull from the Wacko Shows, and to Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts here on Blog Talk Radio, as well as to George Bettinger from the Mom and Pop Shop Show on, I believe it's now being broadcast on uh, TuneIn Radio from uh, Miramar, Florida. They've all been so enthusiastic. I, I just want to thank also Neil Haley, Danny Dyer, and Richard Hankey for their technical uh, help. Thanks also to Alan Levy for starting this almost miraculous technology that allows us to have so much fun with movies here on Blog Talk Radio. And a big shout-out to Will Griffiths for the show's spirited intro and to A.J. Daniels for our first outro music. And, of course, to all our listeners. That's all for now, folks. So earlier, we promised that we would uh, listen to the wonderful mother-daughter uh, mother medley that Lorna Luft gave us permission to play when she came on um, our show to uh, talk about her, her famous uh, mom, Judy Garland. Remember, I told you this is, uh, is very, very sentimental, and uh, I do cry whenever I hear it. But I don't want to have a ninth anniversary show without playing this haunting tape and get out your tissues because here comes the mother-daughter medley.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 